on this week's Dinner with Pop. Winning time episode four, the play-in tournament and where the Lakers stand, March Madness and the Batman podcast. We don't even have an outline, right? No, we're flying (laughs) real blind this episode. I might just leave that in for a real full disclosure. Also, my brain is absolutely addled by the Oscars, which I just watched. Uh, It feels like putting my brain feels like caffeinated pudding or something like Mm -hmm. I'm buzzing. Yeah, for sure. Will Smith slapping Chris Rock. (laughs) Um, I since since you and i have stopped being roommates i feel like i i don't have to I, don't, I feel like i don't like watch like the oscars anymore because i just like I, I don't really care about them and so like today like was just another day for me but then i got on twitter and then i just saw like no not even not even that actually i was on instagram and i saw this like artist i follow named john contino who made like a they posted on a story and it was just like a like a like a black and white image of like a man, like clearly had just slapped another man. And he had, he had the, uh, he'd like drawn this. No, it, it was just like oh. a photo, just like in black and white. And then he had like the, uh, it was like the Pantera album cover. That was called like a vulgar display, like a vulgar display of power or something like that. And I was like, what the fuck is this? And then I go onto Twitter and I just see Will Smith slapped Chris Rock. It was, I, you I watched it live. I watched it live and I've, I, from that moment, I immediately just, my world was rocked. I was like, was this scripted? <laughs> yeah. Was this, what happened? Like it, what, what happened? So like you, you watched it live. So like, what was I watched it live. Head? So Chris Rock comes out and he's doing jokes um, because he's Chris Rock. He's a comedian. Sure. And they're not amazing jokes, but right. he's Chris Rock and his voice and his delivery is enough to kind of like, you're like, oh, it's Chris Rock. He's here. This, this is fun. And he does one where he says that it looks like Jada Pinkett Smith is about to do G.I. Jane 2 because Jada Pinkett Smith has very short hair at the moment. And yeah, I, I read that she has like a hair condition or something like that. Right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I read that after the fact, too. But after he said that, Will Smith storms the stage slaps chris rock across the face it looked like i mean they had him they had it zoomed pretty far out and i thought it was a stage slap i don't know i thought it was like wrestling i didn't know like uh, and i was like haha that's funny but then the sound completely cuts out because will smith there's unedited footage it aired un unbleeped in australia and japan and uh, yeah i watched the japan one which i thought was me really too. funny it is very funny because there's a someone doing voiceover translation uh very quietly over the proceedings will smith says like take my wife's name or keep my wife's name out your mouth he's keep out your fucking mouth he said it twice and chris talks like it's a joke dude it's a joke and he, he looked he looked like like pretty like flustered a little bit like I, I oh yeah if it was like a like a full like bit or anything but like he looked like just kind of like at a loss for words and which really was like weird it was very weird it was clearly non scripted like in retrospect I was like did Will Smith just like act too hard for the bit and like can, can, anyway can you clarify this for me did, did he like win Best Actor after that yes and then he later on Insane. wins best actor and he made his whole speech about how richard williams uh, who he was playing the the father of venus and serena williams also was a fierce defender of his family and he kind of made artfully made the whole speech about 
the slap without ever naming the slap. And then, well, he did say like, I hope they invite me back. Mm -hmm. But man, it's just wild because between the slap and him winning, except for Diddy got on stage to present something and he was like, Will Smith, Chris Rock, we got to work this out as, as family, like family does. (laughs) But besides that, everyone just acted like nothing happened. I mean, it seems like it seems like that happened because it's like if you, I didn't realize that he like because I saw the clip after he like gave the winning like the award speech and I thought like there's no way that that happened like after because it seemed like just really bizarre. It was it's the most bizarre television I've ever seen because because of the necessity of the way TV works and mm-hmm. the way the Oscars are this huge money huge event that so much money's riding on. Yeah, they have to keep the show going literally the show must go on it was like amy schumer did the people made jokes about it later on amy schumer mm-hmm. was like seems like the vibe changed in here and it was, it was like funny but i was like deeply uncomfortable as though i was watching like my friends fight like i don't feel attached to chris rock or will smith but it, i it, i felt that kind of discomfort where you're at. like i was at the party where people fucked it up you know what i mean yeah like, people fucked up the vibe and i was like I still have to act like this party is normal. And yeah. I was just like the dissonance of like the show going on. I, you know, at least like if there's a fight in an NBA game to make this about basketball, if there's a fight in the NBA game, the commentators will like talk about it. You know, oh, yeah. they'll be like, well, since that altercation, it looks like Anthony Davis is going to be sitting out and, you know, like, I don't know, whatever. Like, yeah, there, there for sure be someone like, oh, no, like uh, Will Smith has just struck Chris Paul and that's going to be a technical. He's going to get ejected. <laughs> <isn't it? laughs> yes. Yes. Like I wanted something like that to someone, a voice of maybe that's what the Oscars need is they need like. Uh, yeah, they, they need. um Who's the dodgeball guys? Jason Bateman and uh, just <laughs> exactly whoever they need someone. Yeah, and just to be like, well, well, folks, that's the. I mean, they do have that like voice of God where they're like, this is just Jessica Chastain's first win after yeah, the, yeah. in her third nomination or whatever. But they, it would be great yeah. if it was someone to be like, tough loss for uh, Dame Judi Dench. There, it really looked like she put in a great performance. You know, I don't know. They should have. They should have had. Um, to keep this basketball related, they should have had the Clippers um, arena announcer just be like, Will Smith, ejected. <laughs> and that's the thing. Because he's Will Smith, you can't do anything to him. A lot of people he's are in saying. The front row. Yeah, he's in the front row. He goes back to sitting in the front row. And, then he wins. and for a lot of the other awards, they cut to him for reaction shots and they're just acting like it's completely normal. I'm not saying he should have been arrested. Uh, a lot of people are saying that. I think that's like, I don't know, who fucking cares? Ultimately, who fucking cares? But I, my mind is mush because of it. Like, yeah, the the thing is, apparently, Jada, Jada Pinkett Smith has like an autoimmune alopecia yeah. or something. But I don't know that Chris Rock knew that, or maybe he, if he did know that, that is rather mean. But is it slap worthy? Yeah. Who the fuck knows? But anyway, there's going to be millions and millions and millions and millions of uh, takes flying around this, this week. Yeah, yeah. We I, don't, I don't have to have one. I'm deciding not to have one. Yeah, I don't have a take on it because I didn't watch the event live and I don't really care. I think it's pretty silly about what happened, but it was just really just bizarre just to like see like the clips. I can't express to you how bizarre it felt to watch. It really felt like I was like, like my parents are fighting. Not that Chris Rock and Will Smith, I even think of them that way. But I was like, these are supposed to be adults on TV and 
um, supposed to be a nice time about the movies. I don't know. I wasn't like upset by it, but I was just like, what? what? It's just anyway, my brain is uh, absolute cotton candy at the moment. It's also fun. It, 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 it took place here in L.A., right? Oh, yeah. So we're down we're, at we're, um, we're not that far from where the chaos uh, the, happened. Hollywood and Highland, the worst mall in maybe America. Welcome to Dinner with Pops, the podcast where we, two basketball fans, learn everything we can about the past, present, future, and history of basketball in order to impress our dream dinner date, food and wine connoisseur, and five-time NBA champion, Coach Greg Popovich. I'm your host, Isaac Benavides, and here's my co-host, Reed O'Connor. Hello, Isaac. Always, always a treat when you do the intro. Especially because I really, I really fucked it up. <laughs> no, I you really, did great. I you re- did beautifully. It's all adrenaline and instinct. That's how I feel every time I'm doing it. I'm like flying by the seat of my pants. <laughs> yeah, I, I Episode messed up so 36. Many, I messed up so many words, but um, if you can't tell, it's kind of like a loosey-goosey vibe. Yeah, it was a chaos pod. Winning time, folks. Yeah, let's get Winning into it. Winning time, episode appetizer. four. We pattern our podcast after a fancy dinner. So this is uh, our appetizer before we get to the main course. Talking about winning time on HBO. The show with John C. Riley is Jerry Buss about the Showtime Lakers, the birth of the Showtime Lakers. There will be spoilers. I will put in the time to skip to if you <laughs> want to not have spoilers for the show. Basketball can I, can I has do, finally can, happened on the show. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, let's start there. So I was today. I was watching this episode, just kind of like dreading it because like the past three episodes have been just kind of like really boring. Um, I, I've been just annoyed by all of like the choices with like um, like visually and just it being kind of just like very slow and like just like all the sex stuff. And then today was happening like that too. But then I thought, then they showed basketball happen. And I thought, am I enjoying this show right now? I am so glad they finally got to <laughs> basketball. They finally put basketball on the screen. And it's like the drama of the basketball of it all. Like, is this like classic sports movie or TV stuff where it's like, yeah, there's a new coach and yeah, the stuff that his, his ideas his might methods. not work out. Yeah. He's like trying and, to like change uh, all these people. Like they're they're going to become better versions of themselves because of this. And uh, I really like what's going on here. Yeah, this is what I feel like the show needed. Like I'm happy. All the other stuff can can still go on, but this is what I needed from the show. I'll say that this is what I needed from it. And now it's here, and I'm happy it's here. Yeah, I I really I thought it was so cool during like the like the initial basketball stuff where they or when they showed the coach. Uh, what was his name? Jack. Jack McKinney. Jack McKinney. I really loved when they showed like him drafting like drafting on plays in his office, and then he starts like levitating, and like the animations. Oh, go ahead. I might have. I was maybe microwaving my dinner during that part. He actually did levitate. Yeah. So there's like a scene where he was like right. He was like that's very fun. He was just drafting up like a play in his office, and then he started drawing like the X's and O's with like a red pen, and then they kind of started like a, like coming off the page. And then they kind of start floating like all around him. And then like it pans out a little bit and you kind of like see his full body. And he's just like out of his seat, just like levitating. Damn. How did I miss this? I don't know. But I thought it was just really. It doesn't fun. take that long to microwave my, <laughs> my food. No, it, it was, it was like 30 seconds probably. Okay. So it, um, I really enjoyed And I loved all the animation stuff. Yeah. I love the animation stuff. I love that it looked like old, like 
Hanna-Barbera like yeah. stuff. Cause it was like of the time. Um, yeah, I really, I really thought that was nice. Uh, the little, still a little too horny. IMO. I agree. Um, Hard just agree. like, just not what I'm looking for. I really I don't, don't need, I really don't like, I know how wild the eighties was. I know my magic's going to get contract HIV at some point. And it's like, I know, I yeah. know. I mean, I think a little bit more stuff can be insinuated. Like I don't need to see Jerry Buss fingering anyone. Oh yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. It opened Man. the first scene of the episode was like Jerry Buss runs into his uh, divorced wife and, and their children at a Mexican restaurant and he's like fingering someone under the table. <laughs> it's like Jesus Christ. Yeah. And then like <laughs> which it, is like the show wants to be that griminess, but I guess it's like, I don't know. Maybe I'm I'm I just want I want I'm here for the X's and O's, you know what I'm saying? The the griminess of it all is, seems totally like unnecessary because with that like shot, like they just like cut to like his fingers just like over panties and it's really just like and they show it multiple times and it's like I, I get it i got it from the first time you didn't have to show me this the first time like i I, right. I got i just got it yeah it was uh i didn't note who wrote or directed this episode i'm see i'm gonna i'm gonna go every other episode i'll give the credits but i'm skipping i'm skipping the uh the um intros now I'm, I'm just skipping like the credits and stuff because that's fine we'll just run right through it no one no one's here for, um, no one listens to this podcast for that stuff no but uh i i really like them talking about basketball for once and i liked them like i liked mckinney just talking about like his philosophy on the game and it was just mm-hmm. seemed super like mckinney invented positionless basketball oh yeah run and gun started with that dude i also i really loved the like uh like we hear like basketball being like referred to or like any type of art form being like jazz, mm-hmm. but I, I really enjoy it. Like them talking about basketball that way. I did like that. That's been my favorite of the kind of like explainer cutaways that we've gotten so far. Mm. Also, we get Jason Siegel has shown up. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. As uh, the assistant coach whose name I do not remember. I don't know. Um, Cause they call him something else. Yeah. Paul, Paul something head. No idea. I couldn't. I don't. I don't. I don't remember. Anyway, happy to have him around. He's like quoting Shakespeare. He's like a Shakespeare professor, basketball coach, and I was like, well, I'm here for it. This guy, this man's quoting measure for measure. Yeah, let's go. Love a good measure for measure reference in my basketball television show. It's really got everything. Yeah, I'm. I'm really. Um, I hope this keeps up. You know, like I would really mm-hmm. like to enjoy watching this show. Um, but you know, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not uh, I'm not getting, I'm not taking it off the hook just yet. For sure. Also like the, the shows, it seems like this episode was like extra horny on their part of Jerry Buss because like that was part of the story that Jeannie Buss realizes that like, Oh, my dad's horny. I got to make the forum more horny for him and for the success of the Lakers. And so we get the Showtime Lakers out of a birth of recognizing horniness. It's so, um, it's so cartoonish where it's like, I don't know. It's like he, the episode ends with them pitching like the Lakers girls and then Laker he, girls, Laker girls. And he's just like, he's like, it cuts to him and he's just smiling from ear to ear. And he's like, ah, it's showtime. And then yeah. show cuts. But it's just so funny. That's like, what does uh, Jerry Buss like? He likes to be, horny because of <laughs> sexy women how do we do that yeah that's great honestly i think 
I don't know. Obviously, uh, not, no one's paid me to be a TV writer yet, but I, I, I like to think of myself as one. But uh, I, I feel like this could have been the pilot. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's like we kind of get, I don't know if we needed everything about like Tarkanian at all. Uh, magic, magic sign. Like, I guess magic signing and Jerry buying the team in the first episode makes sense to start with. But it's like you can smush that together with this. Like there were two episodes between that where I'm like. Yeah, that makes sense because we got to like, like this episode would would have told us that like magic was like this new starting point card and people were not liking it. Like the old guard was not liking the new guard and right. that was established pretty quickly. Like in this episode where they like bumped into him and shit. And uh, yeah, I think, and I think you're right. We've already had like magic breakup with, um, cookie. Oh, yeah, cookie. Thank you. Um, once. And now they do it again in this episode. I'm like, we could have just hit that one. I mean, I guess if they're going for the thing is they're not going for like, documentary realism because Tarkinian's business partner was not murdered because he wanted to coach the Lakers. Do you know what I mean? And like, there's probably inconsistencies in this episode, historical inconsistencies that I haven't looked up. So it's like, why do we need all of this? Like, I guess I kind of want, and this is not what the show is trying to do, but I kind of want the more conventional, like sports. Yeah. Movie sports show narrative. Could I give you the most generous take on how they're, um, releasing these things or like writing these episodes please i view it as how um in haruki murakami who you and i have read many of his books at this point yes they are murakami for the first like four chapters alternates between two narrators per chapter so each chapter is like an alternating perspective over who's talking Mm -hmm. and so those two like have like four individual just like chapters on their own and then they converge. And okay, I would yeah. say that this is, I think this episode was directed by Haruki Murakami. Whoa. <laughs> uh, I, don't think, I don't think that's what's happening, but I, I do think that like this could have been the pilot because and it, and it's, all, it's also what have like hooked me. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm into it. I'm, I'm more on board than I've been in the past. So yeah, I'm excited. Once again, I say every time we end the segment, then I'm excited to see what happens next. This time I'm, I'm actually more excited. Yeah, we'll see. I also read a report today, not a report, but it was um, kind of like an article because I was trying to figure out when they are going to release like the winning time episodes in the West Coast, 6, mm-hmm. p- 6 p.m. for you, if you are curious. Yeah, well, I, w- I would have watched right on the dot, try to get it, us recording earlier, but I had to see um, Interesting. Will Smith, Will Smith slap rock. <laughs> <laughs> but I saw that like, uh, I think it was like Lakers like film room. It's like one of the SB Nation like uh, Lakers like articles or whatever. And it was talking about how um, Winning Time didn't reach out to the to the Lakers or the NBA to like get rights to like use like the logo and stuff like that. But nothing's gonna come of it probably because like HBO is in like their sister companies with TNT. Right. Um, but they were saying that like they're exploring what a season two might look like, and it said that it might it might they're thinking of featuring it being the Shaq and Kobe era. Just straight to Shaq and Kobe from. <laughs> That's what it said. That's what this article said, and I and I don't think it, I don't think it would happen. There's a lot between, I don't, you I don't, know, seventy whatever we're in right now, and and Shaq and Kobe. Mm-hmm. But sure, I'd be interested to see it. What if season two were LeBron and the Russell Westbrook yeah, Lakers? Season three. Oh my god! Well, please, <laughs> please just just get on a rocket ship. Like the fucking uh, all respect to Shaq and Kobe, 
very successful teams just cut straight to the LeBron and Russ stuff. Like, yeah, cut straight to this like past week or something. Speaking cut. of, go ahead. Let, um, let's uh, let's move on because I do want to talk about today's the implications of today's Pelicans Lakers game. Yeah, go ahead. Um, so I'm ripping this all like kind of uh, what's the word for quoting but not quoting paraphrasing mm-hmm. the Wob tweet. Worldwide Wob Rob Perez that like now the Pelicans have the tiebreaker because in the series between the Pelicans and Lakers, the Pelicans have won more games. So they have the tiebreaker if the Lakers and Pelicans tie in the standings and they are like kind of neck and neck right now. I think the Pelicans are slightly ahead of them, but it's like this, the, the kind of table is laid for the Lakers to either miss or make the playoffs they have the second toughest record of any team i mean second toughest schedule of any team for the rest of the season and uh like the spurs are also in the mix there it's getting spicy down the stretch it's getting spicy and also lebron injured his ankle today i saw that too he they rolled his ankle and he still scored like 30 something or something like that i don't really know and they still lost like one yeah they, they, 106 or something they, they blew like a 20 point lead I don't know. I mean, depending on like how this ankle thing turns out for LeBron, like I don't, I haven't seen anything about the status of whatever's going on with his ankle, but it's very possible that he just does not play anymore for the rest of the season. And yeah, in I mean, which case, they're, they're, it's done. Honestly, here's my take, and it's it's not that spicy. Yeah, he should. He should like maybe it's a coward's way out, but it's maybe like the honorable <laughs> way out to just be like, yeah, we couldn't do it. Hands up, LeBron's hurt. Uh, maybe we can get a pick we'll just push to next season we trade russ we i don't know figure something else out yeah it's uh i, I i'm gonna look into the standings do you, do you have the standings in front of you no i don't have anything in front of me but i can pull them up uh, i'm sure pull them up on my phone but I, I need i'll to do the see same what, so i can follow the... along oh look at that slick iphone 13 I'm watching Surge Party right now, the fifth season, uh-huh. and they all have iPhone yeah. 13s. And it's like, okay, we get it. This is new. <laughs> Damn, you rocketed it through that show. It's really easy to watch, and it's really um, fun. I really like the character. It's like a different show each season, which I really appreciate. I agree to disagree about being easy to watch, because early season two, I got like hives. I was stressed, stressed out. I had to stop watching it. It gets easier in the other seasons. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, because uh, I, just, I just Googled Lakers agreed. <laughs> I got it. I got the standings up. So the Pelicans are in ninth right now, 32 and 43. The Lakers are in 10th, 31 and 43. The Spurs are in 11th, 30 and 44. Okay. So then basically, um, so the, the, the Clippers are eighth, 36 and 39. So they're like, they should have the eight seed locked up, but because of the playing tournaments, wait, what is this? It's it's ten the first ten seeds get in the play the play in right. The first ten seeds are in the playoffs. Is it none? I, so I think seven and eight play, and then and nine um, and ten. Nine and ten play, and then eight and nine play. Right. Okay. Yeah. It's like seven and eight play. They get two uh, chances. The seven yes. and eight seeds. Right. Oh. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. And so it's, seven and eight play each other. Whoever yeah. wins is in the playoffs. Yes. Then nine and ten play each other. Whoever wins plays eight. Yeah. Or plays the loser of seven eight. Yeah. Got. It. I think so. And so, 
And between nine, ten, and eleven, there's only like it's only two wins, and there's yeah. pro- there's probably like six um, games left in the right. How many gaming games? Uh, oh, actually, it's see. just math here. So I'm just gonna click the Lakers. Seventy, seventy, seventy-four. Spurs Lakers have eight. Yes. Eight, eight, yeah, they, they right. have eight games you figured it out before I did. Yeah, eight. Uh, so yeah, so they have eight games left to play, and uh, man, are we gonna go to one of these? Uh, the Clippers one, right? Well, I don't think LeBron. Uh, man, I really don't know if LeBron's gonna play again. Maybe the tickets will be cheap. Maybe, man. Ugh, so upsetting. Uh, but uh, Spurs are so close. I think they can like if they play well because they're playing the Rockets next. <laughs> Easy W for the Spurs. Yeah, and so and like the, I think the Rockets like are still just wanting to like tank. Oh yeah, for sure. And it's so late in the season that like it's going to be tanking. It's tanking season, and man, we're so close to the playoffs, man. We're so close to the playing games. I can't believe it. It's no, uh, I can't either. Blink and we're here. So you, you so you think they should tank, or you think they should like just sit LeBron? I think the Lakers should. Yeah, if LeBron's hurt. Just uh, there's no point. call it. There's no point. There's no point. You're, you're gonna do like a full season. You're what are you gonna like playoffs? limp into the plan with a team that barely works with LeBron? With LeBron James, the best basketball player to ever do it. Here's the thing: if if the Lakers just get past like the play-in tournaments, they would be in the eighth seed, and then they would have to play Phoenix. Yeah, and then just be smoked. <laughs> they'd be they'd be uh, swept. Uh, just really quickly, do you think Phoenix is gonna get to the finals again? They're looking really good. They look really good. But do you know who else looks good? Or I think they look good. The record's not as good, but they're in the second seed as the Grizzlies. Oh, my God. I didn't realize that they're in the second seed. Man. But they're they're nine games back from the Sun, so it's, it's a significant difference. Yeah. I'm but I sun. think the Grizzlies are good. I watched them play recently. I can never remember. Honestly, like the team I'm interested in. Like mm-hmm. I did this last week with Texas and Purdue. I couldn't remember who Purdue was. Mm-hmm. The team I'm like I'm wanting to win. I'm like only focus on them, and I can never remember who they played. Yeah, it's gross. I've got a Swiss cheese brain. Oh, so who, um, who are you focused on right now? Well, I was saying I, in the game I watched, I was focused oh, I on see. the Grizzlies. I watched Grizzlies Nets. I think it was. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was Grizzlies Nets. Was Job playing? No. He wasn't, and they yeah. won by thirteen. The, the team's no, still twelve. Good. The, the team's still good without without the team's, John. The team's great without Jaw. The team is, I think, they got that dude Dylan like nine Brooks. and one without Jaw or something. Yeah, like they're still doing pretty well. Like they have this dude named Dylan Brooks who's just kind of like, have you seen this guy? He has kind of like a mullet haircut. He like, mm-hmm. he is such a pest. He's like so annoying. He's like, I I watched him because Spurs had to play Memphis in the playing tournament last year, and. um they got fucking like DeMar was like stopped by this Dylan Brooks dude and then Memphis beat Golden State for the plan. I'm just really shocked at like the way like the season's gone out so far. Just like Suns, Grizzlies, Warriors, Mavericks, Jazz, Nuggets, Timberwolves, and then both LA teams are out of the or they're in the playing spots. I've I've said this before on the podcast, but I'm excited for the playoffs because I mean I guess the Suns are so good, but it does seem like a lot of it is like, who knows? To me. For a person who's a basketball podcast, but um, doesn't still doesn't know anything. I feel like it's like I'm saying, except for Phoenix being so good, the rest of the playoffs, I feel like, are a toss-up. Man. Which I guess all that matters is that one team is really good, but still. Um, I'm looking at the Eastern Conference right now. 
The playing teams are the Hornets, Nets, Hawks, and Knicks. Mm-hmm. Wait, so it's seven to ten, right? And so it's Cavaliers, Hornets, Nets, Hawks, and so um, I keep forgetting the Cavaliers are like they're good this year, or they're like, right. Yeah, I mean they're above five hundred right now, um, and they're in the seventh seed. But uh, let's see. So how does how would this play out? So would the Nets? The Nets would be the eighth seed, and they would have to play Boston. Could you imagine yes. being the um, well as it stands right now with um, Celtics oh, the, and Heat are tied? Could you imagine like like Brooklyn just against either like the Heat or the Celtics teams? Also, the Bucks well, are actually, out there. Yeah, the Bucks Sixers are also. It's all like oh up. This is nuts. The next few weeks are going to be crazy. Yeah, because like because like in the West, it's like Phoenix already has the top seed. This this, this I'm sorry, I'm going behind the curtain. Um, this podcast becomes a different podcast when we don't do research. <laughs> yeah, it becomes more fun. <laughs> we're reading in the standings, and we're just like, whoa. Well, I'll cut that out. Uh, I'll cut that out. No, who cares? Uh, so, can, could you just imagine though, like being like, like work, we're like working your ass off for the one seed, but then you're like, oh, I have to, play, I have to play Brooklyn now, and now Kyrie's able to play. Yes, at home too. At home. Can I say? I don't know. Pandemic reasons aside, I think it's stupid. I think everyone should be vaccinated. Mm-hmm. But I thought it was going to be so funny because in baseball. So many more players are unvaccinated because they're all fucking morons. Aaron Judge. Aaron Judge on the New York Yankees, like until they changed this rule, would not have been. And I feel like they changed the rule for baseball season. Would not have been. Well, I mean, I guess maybe for the playoffs, too. But it feels like the timing Mm -hmm. was just after the conversation was building up in baseball season. Right. Um and basically, uh, no vaccinated play, no unvaccinated players are still the cases that no unvaccinated players are allowed to play in Toronto. Mm-hmm. So Aaron Judge won't be able to play in Toronto, and they're in the same conference. What do they call it? Uh, division. Yeah. And it's just like the, Toronto's going to win the AL East just by virtue of no one being able to play in in Toronto. So yeah. anyway, for my fantasy baseball team, I picked up. Uh, um, some Toronto players with that in mind. Hope, hopefully their average goes up. They get a couple extra home runs. Um, Hell yeah. Who knows? So I was kind of, anyway, I was kind of hoping that rule would stand because I think it's funny that Aaron Judge wouldn't be able to play. It would have been so insane if like Kyrie couldn't play like in home games, like just yeah. like, like in like Eastern Conference finals. It's like, are you insane? Like, I don't know, man. But I just want to say really quickly about Kyrie Irving. I wish, I mean, I guess who cares at this point about Kyrie Irving, but he is really fun to watch play basketball. He's a great basketball player and also makes me so upset because such a fucking annoying person. Yeah, he can be that way for sure. But you know, when he's out there, it's like, wow, now that guy's playing jazz. I don't know. I I want to be like, everyone's allowed to have their own opinions. And I guess I do think that, but I'm also allowed to call you a moron if you won't get vaccinated in the pandemic. And <laughs> for sure. I don't know. I'm not about to go on another uh, 10 minutes hate speech. Would you would you slap Kyrie Irving the way Will Smith slaps? <laughs> Fuck no. <laughs> I don't think I'd slap anyone. <laughs> <laughs> to slap somebody is so insane to me. Like, Why just you just open hand slap. It's insane. It's such an insane move. <laughs> like <laughs> To slap somebody. I wish like the backhand slapped him. Yell from your seat. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, heckle. Heckle at that heckle. point. 
Yeah, because you like, did it. You did it anyway. Yeah, he went the one sat back down and heckle. He did it reverse. He didn't reverse. <laughs> yeah, he went. Yeah, he, he went. He, he went to slap the guy and then he heckled him. Usually, you heckle <laughs> and then you build up to the slap. Yeah, slapping is just like that. That needed to happen because it was extra. He did the nuclear option first, <laughs> and then he went down there and went. Ooh. You just got slapped <laughs> by me. <laughs> Anyway, I, can't I hope they believe that's a real thing that happened. We're, <laughs> there's going to be some photo on Instagram like tomorrow of them like hugging and be like, yeah. all love, brother. Sorry, I didn't, you know. We split P. Diddy in the middle. For sure. That's my train of thought. Oh, let's talk, let's talk about, uh, let's, let's move on and talk about March Madness. Let's talk about March Madness. Um, folks, I'm here today with Isaac Benavides, the winner of our March Madness bracket pool between Isaac, Luis, Dev, and I. No one saw it coming, folks. No, I, I especially me. I thought because last like, week you were despondent. You were like, I'm all out. And this week you're $60 richer. It's true. Like last week I was like, literally my bracket was busted pretty early on. It's like, I, I forget who I feel like everybody's brackets got busted. But um, yeah, it's a, it's a wild year. Yeah, it's a pretty wild year. And so like it happened pretty early on. And I saw like the totals and I thought that you were like. You, I mean, you're ahead. You're ahead of me. Like you and Deb, I think we're ahead of me for a little bit. And I was like, yeah, okay, well, this is done for me. Because on ESPN, it shows, and I think most most apps do this. It shows your current points that you have for all your correct guesses, and then it shows your like potential maximum. And for a while, both of mine were on top that I currently had the most points, and at my potential max was high. But uh, Arizona lost. Who was my winner? And mine too. Uh, yeah, yours too. Um, what else happened? Like UConn lost. I didn't have UConn. Uh, oh, Houston UConn. lost. Oh, Houston lost. Oh, well, no. Houston, I already had Houston losing before that. Sorry. Um, what happened? Uh, Texas Tech lost to Duke. Texas Tech was a three seed. Duke was a two. And I had Tech in the final four. So Tech lost and that messed me up. And UCLA lost, which also messed me up. Oh, man. I watched the game. And, and Arizona won. lost. So my whole thing just kind of collapse like a house of cards this weekend yeah um as soon as like i thought like i stopped checking our bracket because i thought I've, I've lost this so long ago so it didn't really matter and so then when you sent the deck today i was like holy shit all of our brackets are just like done we're, we're not even to like no we're done we're all maxed yet. out yeah um we work to elite eight next week's the final four um oh next week's the final four yeah oh and uh, that, that's already been set right the the final four is duke north carolina villanova and kansas so ultimately, it's it's uh, Kansas a one seed, Villanova two seed, Duke's a two seed, North Carolina's the Cinderella here with an eight seed. North Carolina is. Mm-hmm. Do you think if they win this, we'll get another Mike Jordan? I don't even know. I haven't watched North Carolina at all this year. I don't even know who's on that team. I don't know either, but I saw them play um, UCLA. That's a lot of baby blue. It is a lot of baby baby blue. Do they all have like UNC Jordans on? I don't know. I don't know if they do. They they showed like during like commercials, like just well, or like when they cut to commercial, they show like those like um, photos of just like players in the past, and they just show Michael Jordan. It's just weird seeing Michael Jordan like as a college student because he was yeah. not who he was at that time. Mm-hmm. But yeah, March Madness. I really wish I got to watch more of it, but uh, I'm, I'm sure I'll watch like the next. Like, yeah, watch next weekend. Is it next uh, weekend? Mm-hmm. It's gonna be. Um... I think it's like next weekend are the two, let's see, 
Like yeah, the final second the games on Saturday. Yeah, the two games of the final four. And then on Monday is going to be uh, the championship game. It's hmm. in Vegas, I think. I think it's in New Orleans. Oh, well, it's just called Caesars. It threw me off. Oh, it's not Smoothie King Arena. Let's see. The, the app sucks. Who knows? New Orleans, I believe you. Folks, that'll do it for us today. <laughs> no, 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 no. Oh, yeah, you're right. You're right. We have to do one more thing. We do have to do one more thing. Is it the same thing that you're, that I'm thinking of? I, I, I think so. All right, Isaac. Sure. You, you've just seen The Batman. Yes, I watched it last night. Basically. I saw it last weekend. Folks, there's going to be spoilers for the movie The Batman. These this are actual is, spoilers now. These are spoilers for something that a lot of people will care about more so than winning time. Um, probably this will just take us to the end of the podcast. If you're out, thanks for listening. It's been a pleasure having you. <laughs> Recommend us to your friends. The Batman. In The Batman, mm-hmm. we see that there is a sports arena in Gotham City called Gotham Square Garden. Oh, yeah. And... I texted you after I saw the movie and I said, Isaac, let me know when you see the Batman. There's something we have to talk about on the podcast. Maybe Mm -hmm. I said this on the, I didn't text you this. I said this on a different podcast, but I edited it out. Now you've seen it. And basically what I want to do with you is unpack the implications of Gotham Square Garden. Uh, Really quickly, uh, before we get into it, uh, when you asked me about this, I kept it in mind and I I made like, I wanted to go to the theater to go watch it because I wanted to just see if I could figure out what you were talking about. Mm-hmm. So throughout the whole movie, which um, I enjoyed, um, I was like, is this what Reed wanted me to see? Or I'm is so this, sorry. Is this I like ruined, ruined, <laughs> yeah. ruined yeah, your experience. Just like uh, Robert Banton. You get like a little notebook. You're like, <laughs> Yeah. Just like, and then seeing like a Riddler, like just like Paul Dano, just like talking with his glasses and this thing like, does Reed want me to think that he looks like Reed? <laughs> <laughs> but then, but then Gotham, Gotham Square Garden came out, and I thought, okay, this is this has it's, to be it. He like drives by on his motorcycle past the marquee at some point, or maybe in the Batmobile, and it just like you see it says Gotham Square Garden, like, and it just fills the whole screen. And I was like, I gotta talk about this. The the thing is, is like for the longest time, I, I I'm sure this was like part of like just like normal conversation among like Bat- Batman people, where it's like, what is Gotham? Like, is Gotham New York or is Gotham like Chicago or something? And mm-hmm. I've always I, I was just under the impression that it was Chicago this whole time, but then this is for sure just New York. I think so. One of the famous quotes I forget who said this is that. In DC Comics, Metropolis is New York City during the day, and Gotham is New York City at night. Mm. Is uh, some DC Comics writer or artist said that? I think at some point, um, or maybe it was fucking like Kevin Smith. Who knows? Um, <laughs> but so I think it's like long been like sort of. But in my head, it's like this. Maybe this is our version of dessert for the week. But in my head, it's like a this super city this like that exists in the world where Chicago and New York also exist. But I, I'm pretty sure that is not the case. Do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure it, like in DC Comics, New York and Chicago don't exist. Oh, no, definitely not. 
if if Gotham if Gotham Square Garden exists, then no, there's no way the Madison Square Garden exists because it's also in the same fucking font. It seems like is yeah. what, what I remembered. Mm-hmm. It really it felt the same for our purposes. Mm-hmm. Talking about this, do we want to? Is this in addition to, or do you think it takes the place of? You're, you're saying it it replaces um, Madison Square Garden and the next. Yeah, I, I, that's because it's. We, we have Madison Square Garden in real life. We also have the Boston Garden. I could, mm-hmm. we, I guess we could just assume that like Gotham Square Garden is just another garden arena. Yeah. Who knows? But <laughs> what is the Gotham version of the Knicks then? If we have Gotham Square Garden. You know what it is? Hmm. It's the Gotham Knights. There it is. That's very good. I, I thought about this. I thought about this during the movie. I'm glad. I'm glad you did because these are the questions I had prepared for you. And are the Gotham Knights as um, do you, do you, plagued? Do you, do you feel knight, do you, or do you, do you do you like do you have like a different like suggestion on what you think it could be? Like, because no, no, I love knights for Gotham. I love for, on multiple levels because we have the Dark Knight. It's always nighttime in Gotham for some reason. It's so um, dark, so dark all the time. Also, it feels like uh, the, all the like weird gothic medieval architecture that is like yeah. the Wayne apartment building is yeah. like the freakily Wayne. gothic. <laughs> and like Edgar, Edgar Allan so, Poe lived in that fucking house. Yeah, the fucking like <laughs> I, there, the movie there, was great because it's like so heightened like this, but um in that house is the the cask of Amontillado. For sure. But the thing is it's not even a house, it's like a high rise. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Because like Wayne Manor was turned into an orphanage in this world. Anyway, the Gotham Knights, are they as troubled as the present day New York Knicks? Yes. Are they also like promised of, uh, I feel like the Gotham Knights are even more troubled. Like, cause it's like gotta be even more corrupt, whatever their version of, um, God, who's the owner of the Knicks? Uh, Oh, Jason, uh, Dolan, James Dolan. Yes, James Dolan. Well, whatever their version of James Dolan is like, infinitely more corrupt because he's probably also like a super villain or at least tied to the mafia or whatever. Yeah, yeah, they're not putting out a winning team. No, here's 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 what it reminds me of. It reminds me of like so during the last dance, we got to see Michael Jordan like make his arrival to Chicago, mm-hmm. and they described Chicago as kind of just like a real like city that just had nothing going for it and then michael jordan showed up and so then and then after that that was like the top market in the nba and stuff and so what i'm thinking is is that gotham the gotham knights are in like tank mode or like rebuild (laughs) mode and they're just waiting for their next michael jordan to show up who's like who are the prospects this year i've been watching march madness but i don't even know who they are let's see who are the gotham knights gonna draft this year but Paulo Banchero is going to be drafted number one by the Gotham Knights. Yeah, probably. I thought so much about just like what this team would call would be called, what they would look like. They'd be wearing. It's got to be black, black and yellow, right? Yes. In the world of the in for the comic book reader or the movie reader, you'd be like, oh, that makes sense. The same colors as Batman, but it would just be like for some weird coincidence. Like, um, it could be like um, blue and gray. And yellow I'm also thinking something. of. Um, wasn't it in Dark Knight Rises when they blow up the football field? Yeah. Wasn't it Pittsburgh? And they like just made the Gotham team, whatever it was, black and yellow. 
I have to figure out if like if that team had like a name. What if it was Knights? Would we have to change ours? If it's Knights, then yeah, we'll have to change it. So let me just do a quick fact checking on myself really quickly. Well, there's there's a video game called Gotham Knights. Obviously, it's coming out later this year. Sorry, Gotham Rogues. Is that what they were called? Yeah. But you see, it's kind of like in that same family of just like weird. But they're also black and yellow because it was Pittsburgh. It was Heinz Field. Oh, I see. Sorry, is it in the same family? It's in the same family of like Rogue Knight. Yeah, I like it. Yeah, it's, it's kind of like all the all the um all the teams in Gotham are named after D and D classes. It's also K and I. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Obviously, like Vegas, the hockey team. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The, this town is in desperate need of a basketball. <laughs> they just need one good point guard, you know, and that can really turn them all around. They're like they're they need like the John Stockton, who's like the homegrown like guy who's just like really like represents like the grit of like um their city and they need to like i think um i think bruce wayne needs to just um bruce wayne should buy the team and then oh yeah that'd be way better i was about to suggest that bruce wayne just uh tries out for the g league affiliate team and then tries to get into the nba that way i don't think he'd be any good i think he would be too like or maybe he's like a, a a bully ball power forward or something this batman doesn't look that big though yeah, like, he's a better bully. He's like a PJ Tucker. He, or something. He, he, this guy's out there looking like Pat Connaughton or something like that. Like he's just looking like a, just a. Fit. He looks like he looks like he's he's. This is a Luke Kennard. Yeah, <laughs> man, I really like this movie. Yeah, it's good. <laughs> I like how sad Bruce Wayne was. I liked how like little he wanted to be Bruce Wayne. He was just like, just let me be Batman all the time, please. Yeah, and he's like, I I am not. I'm not, I'm not wiping off any of this like eyeshadow. Like I'm not cleaning any of the eye makeup. I'm just going to wear the same shit over and Al- over. Alfred comes in and he's like, clean your room. Take a shower. <laughs> Bruce is like, no. No, because my dad is dead. No. My parents are dead and I have to save the city. <laughs> uh, I hope think- they make like 30 more of these movies. Um, Maybe we'll learn some more of the Gotham Knights lore. I... Um, I was like, you want to you want to work together? I'm sorry, I interrupted you again, but I had such a good idea. Go ahead. Well, let's write a Gotham Knights comic book. Sure, man. I don't care. Just about we, the we should the actually Gotham we, we should team. actually write about that because that that's pretty funny, I think. And I was looking at the like um, arena; it didn't look that cool. <laughs> Their jumbotron was pretty small. It did. It's like if you're gonna like like. Um, it's like a thing that the jumbotron might like fall on people in the climax of the movie, and mm-hmm. I'm like, I don't know, that maybe hurt like two or three people. Not a big deal. Yeah, I mean that thing fell, and it was like everyone just like conveniently just like fell through like the like all like the openings and like the I don't know how you even describe any of that stuff. But Gotham, Gotham Square Garden, doesn't like sounds not good at all to me. It's so bad. It's also because. Uh, Madison Square Garden isn't called New York Square Garden. That's true. <laughs> they're, they're better off just calling it Batman Square Garden. Why don't, they, why don't we know what any of the fang, fake? <laughs> I don't know what any of the fake companies are called in in DC, but like I guess Wayne Enterprises, the Wayne Garden. I don't know. That's the, better. Yeah, it's going to be Wayne Enterprise NFT uh, Square Garden. <laughs> the Crypto.com Square Garden. 
crypto.com garden uh, parentheses Gotham. Uh, I like that everybody had an iPhone in the movie. I appreciated that. Yeah, I I thought like weirdly seeing the trailers and how I don't know just the vibes of the trailers. I thought it was going to be like set in the eighties or something. Oh yeah, or nine. It like I think a lot of the styling was kind of that. The yeah. production design deliberately maybe. Little did we know that this movie was the first line written for this movie was thumb drive. <laughs> thumb drive, great stuff. Also, just a lot of like weird social media. QAnon kind of show oh, yeah, in yeah. this movie. Yeah. It's a good movie. If you've if you uh, braved the spoiler portion of the podcast, go see it. You go support I, I independent know. cinema and go see Warner Brothers uh ten pole film uh The Batman. I don't think we spoiled much. We we only talked about Gotham. Uh yeah, that's true. I did ca- talk about the Jumbotron falling though, but hey, really quickly, huh. if like the Madison Square Madison Square Garden is also um, home to the Harlem Globetrotters. Whoa! Do you think there's um, uh, you might have to fact check me on it, but do you think there's like a Gotham equivalent of like the Harlem Globetrotters? Like they're they're just absolutely, like- <laughs> but I think they get like they do their stunts and stuff, but then also like every night that they have a one of their game one of their shows, whatever you want to call it. Um, people in like black and white makeup flood the court and just kick their asses just every night. Uh, I thought they actually just worked for the Joker or something too, like after the games are over. Maybe since everyone is crooked in Gotham, maybe that's better. But I also think it's funny that these guys are just trying to like be honest comedy basketball players and like these like Joker goons kick their asses every night. (laughs) Yeah, they're just like yelling like Night's Town. Stop your comedy basketball. If you worked on your jumper, you could be a legitimate player for the Knights. I, yeah, I, I really like this world that we're building here. I like, you're, honestly, we, we've got like the first issue here. <laughs> yeah. And Batman's like a huge fan, so he doesn't feel like he can intervene. intervene. He's like, this, this wouldn't be right, Alfred. This is my territory or something. I don't know. Man. We'll work on this off pod. Yeah, we we will, but I really like the idea of like Bruce Wayne, Bruce Wayne uh, buying the knights. <laughs> it's uh, it's just winning time, but it's about Gotham. <laughs> Expect just as much sex in it. Mm, I feel like <laughs> Bruce Wayne is like uh, chased. <laughs> <laughs> Bruce Wayne has never had it. I guess he kisses Catwoman in this movie, but this Bruce Wayne is too busy thinking about like justice to to ever have a horny thought. Yeah, Bruce Wayne just actually he, he just want. I think he actually just like wants to sleep, <laughs> but there's no time. There's yeah. justice. I'm kind of accidentally doing my Jeffrey Wright, who's also in this movie, and it's great. He had what do you mean? Such a good voice. I love Jeffrey Wright. Uh, so good. This My time, impression of him is always like him from Westworld, where he's like, "You don't understand." <laughs> what, what do they call him? The hosts. The hosts are malfunctioning. Pretty good. Not a great impression, but it's no. mostly glasses based, so it's it's a visual that the listener missed. I think everyone did a, a stand up job in this in this movie. Yeah, great work, Matt Reeves, written and directed. I think written, at least directed. Great work, great work, everyone. The tickets to 
Gotham Square Garden. Must be expensive. They're either, I was going to say, they're either prohibitively expensive and they can only be afforded by like mafia associated people and like the elites. Mm-hmm. Or they're just dirt cheap because everyone fucking hates this team. <laughs> they're probably, they're uh, probably dirt, dirt cheap, honestly. There's probably, here's what it is it's both. It's always both in Gotham. Like courtside, lower deck, you know, it's like, uh, you know, elite cream of crop. Uh, we got the penguins there. We got Bruce Wayne sits down there when he like goes to games. But yeah. then the upper level is like, there's like armed guards. Like so many armed guards and uh, just like bars in front of the seats, so they can't like get to the court. Man, this shit writes itself. Yeah, we're gonna we have, we have to like write like a, an episode of um, uh, Gotham Bobblehead Night. <laughs> Batman Bobblehead Night. Yeah, and the Penguin's like, who approved this? Are, Are you kidding me with this? Wait, is. I don't want to get into spoiler stuff, but Falcone. Mm-hmm. It's great. What is his name? Uh, John Turturro. Yes, thank you. Fantastic. Oh, yeah. It's pretty good. I like his, I like good his movie. glasses. I want to see it again. It's long. It's long as hell. But maybe I'll, I'm going to get that draft out fast. I'm going to cash it in one night. Go see the Batman again. That's all I've got to see it. Nice. Dude, let's go. Sure. We got to do research for our comic book. If anyone knows any editors at DC, please um, send them our way. Or just slide us their email. Got a great pitch. Isaac's a professional artist. I'm a writer of little renown. I think it's big renown. Oh, thanks, dude. Um, Isaac, you got anything else for us today? Um... I don't. Well, me neither. That'll be it for us on this episode of Dinner with Pop. Thanks for sticking with us. Thanks for not slapping us across the face. It has been a pleasure serving you today. Please recommend us to five of your most mafia-associated friends. And rate and review us on your platform of choosing. But if you use a different one, why don't you also go make a little account on Apple Podcasts and leave a review over there. That's the one that the algorithm does all its stuff or whatever that I just heard someone else say that on a different podcast. Shout out to Baxter Holmes, writer of the ESPN article, Michelin restaurants and fabulous wines inside the secret team dinners that have built the Spurs dynasty. Isaac, anything else you'd like to say? No, but in the words of the Riddler, uh, what's the riddle? He did say that. (laughs) Thanks for listening, everyone. Bye.